Mental Guidance Advised with Monty and Allie. Welcome back to the Monty and Allie moment. <laughs> it's never dull. We have lots of moments. Yes. Thank you for all of your encouragement and uh, for your follows and kind words. And super glad that um, I've been getting a lot of emails from parents that are sharing this with their adult children, which is very cool. Yeah, super uh, exciting. Yeah, especially around the area of depression, mental yeah. illness, mental health. Um, you know, and parents just feel helpless mm-hmm. whenever it comes to this. And, and, and I got to tell you, there's also... Sometimes there's a shame component because you feel like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And it has nothing it's, to do with you. Right. Most but of the time. As, but as your mom, I can tell you that I'm like, okay, you're on a counselor's couch. I'm on. <laughs> you're on meds. Yeah. <laughs> I did a great job. Let me Fantastic. tell you. Yeah. So, but, but it's not about me yeah. at all. And what I really loved, and, and hopefully this is going to help some of you who have emailed me recently about this. Um, we really, and you're a neuroscience minor, so mm-hmm. you can attest to this. You know, we have chemical imbalances for a myriad of reasons. Oh, yeah. It's not always emotionally driven. No, not, I mean, when it comes to someone being put on medication, that's clearly not emotionally driven. That is physiologically, yeah, yeah. There's an issue. Exactly. And, I mean, you can, they have little cute memes that kind of tell you, like, what does your brain look like whenever you have depression? Right. And it's daunting, Like whenever you actually see it in these little animations of like what your brain is actually missing. And it has nothing to do with that one time you yelled at your kid because they weren't getting ready fast enough for school. (laughs) Or the 50 times you yelled at your kid. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) But it just, you know, we are still definitely learning as to like why. What is this coming from? What is you know, in the environment, but it's there and it's not necessarily your fault. Right. So taking the shame out of it and just really diving into learning how to understand better how to help your kids. Right. Unfortunately, we're also really good at hiding things. I mean, how many super successful, high profile stars at college um, end up committing suicide? Yeah. And their parents have no idea. They're like, they were, they were on the way to, they're on their way mm-hmm. to the Olympics. They yeah. were straight A students. They had they all just these posted friends on Facebook, and they look so happy. Yeah, and then they get a call in the middle of the night, and right. they're like, I don't even know what happened. Right. Um. So yeah, we we have become very good at hiding the problem, but I think we are heading into a very awesome direction of being more open and being more authentic and being genuine about our struggles. And trying slowly but surely to just kind of take that shame component out of it. Well, and what I'm hoping with this new um, culture of transparency where mental illness is concerned is that it doesn't become uh, a hip part of culture, right? Yeah. So that it so that it's minimized and that everyone, you know, everyone's mentally ill. Yeah. I mean, and we see that with things like service dogs or service snakes or service donkeys or service goats or, you know, and it's like, really? Come on, you guys. We're not that, you know, I was going to say feeble because someone who has to have their pet snake to board an aircraft has got way more issues than tissues. So, well, well yeah, well, yeah. And, and so, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of these, I'm very old school whenever it comes to the way I think about things um, and parenting and coddling a lot of things. And you know this because I mm-hmm. raised you um, and you went through some really traumatic physical times in your life because you've been chronically ill for so much of your life for over half of your life now. Yeah. And um, so you've been through some things and in the nurse in me, you know, the triage, the ER nurse, the person in me that's like, look, 
let's just assess what's going on so mm-hmm. we know what to do in order to stop the hemorrhaging, yeah. right? But I'm not a coddler. And so for me, I see kind of the culture, what we tend to do in order to mm, make room for loving each other and being compassionate and expressing mercy with one another is we tend to swing all the way to the other side mm-hmm. where everyone has mental illness, you know? And it's like, no. I mean, some people legitimately have chemical imbalances, and I think you should look at the individual holistically. Mm -hmm. From your diet to medications that you've been on, possibly, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but maybe you do look at some of the vaccinations and how that could have affected your neurobiology. There are a number of factors that go into this, as well as your emotional, um, you know, components to your life. But I don't know how we got on this subject right out of the box because we're supposed to be talking about honoring your mother. Well, I mean, I think it kind of can go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, You know, I think uh, being there for your kids, it goes hand in hand with your kids wanting to be there for you. Okay. So I think we are still. You mean as you get older or even little people want to be there for their parents too? Especially little people because to your little people, you're like a superhero. You're Wonder Woman and you're Superman. Like you can do no wrong. And they're like, all right, how can I help mom and dad today? Um, You know, but then very early on, sometimes we allow our more human side to be shown to our kids in a way that maybe they don't really need to be exposed to just yet. Mm -hmm. And that's not again, it's not to shame. Everyone is human. Everyone has human moments, even parents. Um, Especially parents. Yeah. Okay. So speaking to that about not showing things to your kids too soon. Okay. Guilty as charged as a single mom. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many other single parents go through this. Single dads aren't quite as apt to um, expose their children to things other than crazy girlfriends probably too soon. Or excessive coddling. Excessive coddling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But predicated upon the divorce guilty daddy syndrome. Absolutely. I'll give you that. But women are far more apt to expose their children, especially the male, the, the son and mother relationship, because I've seen it. I can't even tell you how many times. And it's so detrimental um, where the mother turns. And I see it even with married mothers. They press into their sons mm-hmm. and for the husband that they wish their husband was, or maybe he was at one point in time or whatever. But there's just this really twisted, inordinate uh, affection that's there. And I'm not saying it's sexual in nature. I'm saying it's manipulative in nature. Yeah, it's <laughs> too much. It I is. mean, they're not, they're your sons. Right. They are not, not your, your support husband. system. Correct. They're Correct. not. Your children are not your support system. And that's hard. And that's something that I think you have to give yourself mercy on as a single parent, you know, it's hard when they're all you have. They're the only person you're hanging out with, maybe because you can't afford childcare. Um, You can't afford to take a break from being a parent. So it's like, okay, well, how do I combine being a parent with being a human? Yes. Uh, Well, here's how you do it. You have to have very, very clear, concise, and consistent. There's the three C's, clarity, uh, conciseness and and consistency. I don't even know if conciseness is a word, but it it, it ha- those three C's have got to be in place with regard to your boundaries. You have to have them when you have conversations on the phone, 
how what the proximity is to your kids okay when are you uh, engaging with dating okay when do they come to the house mm-hmm. when do they know i hope you don't have people shacking at the house as a single that is super super big time bad 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 news bad news um if if a man's coming out of your room and you guys are not married and you have and this is the third guy they've seen come out of your room or a woman you fathers don't get a pass on this it is extremely detrimental. It's 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 confusing to your children. It's developmentally tragic. Oh, because guess what? Good. I'm dating your kids, <laughs> so right? I see uh, what that does yeah, to them. Yeah. At twenty three, you yeah. hear all the stories too. Absolutely, yep. and mm-hmm. and rom coms kind of make it this funny, like oh, haha, they ran into my Ooh, kid. They busted us, like yeah. even Jerry Maguire. Yeah, okay, that was the, I got to tell you, that was the one scene in the movie where I was like, not cool. And they made it so ha-ha, cute. Yeah, it's lighthearted. The kids yeah. will never care. Like, right. no, I'm dating your children. <laughs> they, right. care. they care. They remember that. Right. That's it doesn't deal. go away. That's a big, no, it doesn't. And it's messaging. It's all about messaging. Every single glance we give our kids, every hairy eyeball we give them, every tension in our voice, every time we raise our voice, every time we ignore them, every time we pout, every time we're angry, whatever, all of the uh, verbal and nonverbal cues, your kids are sponges. They pick up on every single nuance, every one of them. And we don't think we don't think that's true. I got to tell you, though, Allie, so when you were a kid, full disclosure, the thing that would just tick me off the most is that I would try to shelter you from my conversations. I needed my privacy. And you and I were together 24 hours, seven days a week. True. Okay. So I started to like not like you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Because I was like, I need some breathing room here. And so I would go outside. I would go into my closet. I would make every effort possible. I would wait till you went to bed to have a phone conversation. I would legit. Do you remember me sitting in the car, in the garage, in the car without it running? Okay. There were some days though, I thought I'll just roll down the windows and leave the gas run. I mean, seriously, I'm done. I just got to get a break from this kid. But I also wanted to protect you and you would find me. Yep. I still do. I, I still do. do. I still find you, you around the house. We do. And without fail. Like last night, I was getting ready to go to the orchestra, to the ASO, okay? And I'm like, I locked my bedroom door and my bathroom door because I was like, because you're so sweet and you're a girl and I'm a girl and you know how we are. We want to help each other with makeup and what are you going to wear and what is that? The only reason why you got a break was because <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> And so I'm literally in the shower going, I'm locking this thing down. I'm getting ready by myself. Dang it. And so because now the freaking dog even follows me into the bathroom. Yep. I mean, she's like a toddler. The second she hears the lid hit the back of the commode, man, she, yep. she's running across the house to sit right at my feet. I'm like, <laughs> what is it that mothers cannot get a freaking break from you people? Nope. <laughs> but you would find me. And I would be so upset because I'm like, I'm trying to have a conversation. And I think there's something that goes off in in your little brains where you're like, mom's about to be inaccessible. I have to create something right now. (laughs) Let's burn the house down. I've got to have her attention. Let's swallow a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. You did that too. I was just trying to lay out in the sun. That wasn't intentional. Whatever. It definitely wasn't. It was just a dumb That was so dumb. Ah, But thank God you were okay. So- I um 
Yeah. About honoring our parents. All right, let's talk about that. Giving them space. Okay, that's one way to honor your parents. That's awesome. Even as young adults. Yes. Because I live at home and I still find you. Yes, you do. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a scavenger hunt. Where's mom? Yep. I haven't heard mom. I I should go find mom. (laughs) I think it's also too because when I did when I came home last year, I was in a very, very different mental headspace. Came home from college. yeah, Yeah. And I was in a very dark place and I spent a lot of time holed up in my room and your cave (laughs) yes it is a beautiful cave yes um but yeah I spent a lot of time just not engaging with you and so I think in my head it's like it is honoring you to come find you in those quiet moments to talk to you about like what's going on in my life but I don't think about like the fact that it's (laughs) Your quiet moment. Exactly. You probably don't want to hear about what's going on in my that life. That is, can I tell you something? That is absolutely not true. And here's here's the immediate thought: whenever you disrupt or interrupt my whatever private time I'm having, if I'm reading, if I'm taking time for me, if I'm on the phone, whatever, uh, you're usually pretty good. If I'm on the phone, you know that's our adult. We we know. Like, yeah. Back off. I'll get with you in a minute. But there are times whenever you know I'm quiet and you have my undivided attention. And so, of course, that makes sense. That's the best time to catch me. Um, as a mom, I know that my time with you is limited like this. This type of time with you is very limited. It's not going to be long from now that you do have your own home. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your own space. And because I was without you for four years... I ha- that was actually a blessing because now I can really appreciate whenever you do interrupt me, I'm not exasperated because I've had four years away from you. You were 2,200 miles away on another coast entirely. Mm-hmm. I spent holidays by myself. I spent Mother's Days by myself. I mean, I went through some pretty hard times by myself as a single mom without you mm-hmm. after having been literally connected at the hip for so many years okay into 18 years until you went to college 17 and and more time than most parents spend with their kids because you were sick okay so not at all I relish in the fact that you will come find me and tell me about your day or ask me about mine or hey mom what do you think about this or this conversation or look at this meme because I'm relishing in the time that I know is limited with you because it's going to change because your life is going to start changing. Your mm-hmm. life is going to evolve. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't, I'm not slighted at all. So when so I love this because when we're talking about honoring parents, um, for those of you who are Christian, and, and maybe you don't know this, but there's a scripture that talks about honor your mother and father, okay, so that you may live long in the land that your Lord God is giving you. And that's in Exodus twenty twelve, And there are different variations. If you're not a Christian, go look it up anyway. You can find it on anything online mm-hmm. and look up the translation that makes sense to you. Okay. And honoring your mother and father. And it's the first commandment with a promise. Yeah. A lot of you don't know that. And so the promise is that life will go well with you and you will live long. And one of the reasons why I think God tells us to do that or our creator tells us to do that, whatever you call God, is that because he is, he birthed us in his heart, in his spirit and in his mind. And he, as a father, that's why I see God as a father. 
uh, which is why I have so many issues with him. Well, <laughs> and then there's that. <laughs> That's another story, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? But God is a father, and I have to remind myself that he's a loving father. Yeah, he's not your father. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And my dad was loving, but my dad was human. Yeah. <laughs> so, like most of yours. So, but with God, it's like, you know, honor God. So honor your life giver. Ha, as I'm listed in your phone. Yes. Life giver. Um, because there's a promise that comes along with that. And that is something that without fail, you even in your failures, you have never dishonored me to the point where I was like, she doesn't love me. She's that's it. I'm done. You know, I you and you have had some crappy face plants, oh, yeah. especially in college. But um, because of my relationship with the word, um, I felt like I was instructed and encouraged to have mercy for you. Um, I was also redirected to my own shortcomings and how merciful God's been with me yeah. um, throughout my life. So I was able to transfer that to you and practice that with you. So, but I love this. One way that you can honor your parents is to give space. Yeah. Just understand that it's not, you know, it's not a slight against you. It's not that they, well, um, okay, maybe they do not want to be around you, but it's just, they are human too. And as much as you're human and they give you, you give me plenty of space to the point where I don't know that you know that I'm in the house sometimes. <laughs> um, but Believe me, I always know who's in my house. <laughs> but yeah, if I don't come straight to your room, it's intentional. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so I think that is, it's important to remember that they are human too. Especially yeah. as, you know, if you are an adult child like me who um, is preparing to be a professional stay-at-home daughter and <laughs> living at home, uh, yeah, your parents are human too and they need space and their quiet time as much as you do. Yeah. And I would imagine parents who are still married and you've got a kid living at home, you know, it's kind of, you know, the honor system of, hey, when mom and dad, you know, the, the sock on the door. That's that's right. If it, I don't know, whatever little system, if there's a little string on the doorknob, don't bother. Whatever it is, you know, come up, like make it, listen, relationships are really not that difficult. Mm -mm. I always say that it's a matter of communicating. It's communicating your needs, your desires, your expectations. You are allowed to have expectations. I'm going to say that again. You are allowed to have expectations. If you don't have them and you don't make them clear to others, you err and you're going to cause your entire family to fall into disorder. I'm telling you, it will happen. You have to communicate effectively mm -hmm. and not be afraid of your kids and not no. be afraid of your parents, even if you're 25. So the other thing you were going to say was you just did a very loving thing for me and purchased a trip. I did. A very a surprise trip. It was. And I interrupted you. To tell you about it, <laughs> I came and found you and interrupted you. I was right in the middle of recording a podcast. I know. And I was like, I was yep. like, no, you have to come back. I'm right in the middle and of I something. Did. And, no, and you sat right outside I the did, door with like the dog. a 10-year-old. You were there the whole time. And it just completely goofed up my train of thought. And I was like, focus, yep. Monica, focus. Yep. And so I finished my work and you honored that. 
<laughs> you stomped your feet a little bit, but you honored it because you were so excited about this. And so this is a way that you, why don't you tell everybody what you did? So mom in the next four days, I think, is actually going to Italy by I herself. Am. I am. She is. Why did you do that? Because you deserve it. Because you have been amazing and um I could see, I could sense, because I sense everything, also much to your chagrin, um, that- All kids do. Yes, that you were having a tough time. And I knew from my own personal experience that you getting away to somewhere beautiful that you love would be so soul refreshing that you couldn't even imagine. I was using my own adult experiences to be like, this is something that she could really use. And this is some way that I can really bless you and honor you. And so I did. I got it all together really quickly and I was super excited and I interrupted her. And then I sat outside the door with the dog like a two year old. Um, and I waited for you to get ready and I recorded your response and you were super happy. And and also, too, I think the important thing to note is that you have been apprehensive about this trip. And you've been um, and you've expressed that and not necessarily because of the trip, but just because of what it could entail. And I think, too, part of that maturity is understanding that, um, you know, you are human and mm -hmm. it doesn't say anything about the trip. It doesn't say anything about me or my gift or whatever. It just means that you have your own stuff going on. Right. Again, it's separating my heart from your heart. Right. And I think that's important to do. Um, with parents yeah. as much as it's important to do in relationships. I agree. I know. And you're amazing. I, oh, I and, and because acts of service is kind of our mutual love language. Yes. I've been talking a lot about love languages on my, on my personal podcast. Um, it, yeah, it resonates with both of us. And mm -hmm. it's something that I feel like I have instilled in you as well, because um, I always try to find ways to make your life easier. Mm -hmm. In terms of how can I serve you? I still make up your bed some days. Other yeah. days I walk in and I cuss you from the time I open the door yep. until I slam it shut because it looks like a complete rat trap. Yep. And But other times, especially whenever I know you've been out searching for jobs, you're pounding the pavement, you're out volunteering, you've been working out, you, you know, you're trying, you're doing great things in your life and your room just ha does not happen to be on your priority list right now. I know how much it means to come home and find a clean, clear environment environment for you to just collapse into mm -hmm. and I love it when people think of me that way and you do that and it's taken time y'all like I remember right. as like a 10 year old you're like why can't you just do this oh, because I you just love said me that to my producer just yesterday <laughs> I was like Allie could tell you whatever she was 10 years old I, I was like and as a single mom yes. because I just finally realized that that is my number one love language is acts of service but there's a meme about that it's like kids <laughs> it's kids realizing like yeah I would be super pissed too if after like coming home from a long day at work my kid has done nothing and they still haven't taken the chicken out of the freezer that's awesome like yeah it's a thing and we don't we don't realize that as kids but I have grown into that where I do try to look around the house I'm like okay can the dishes be put away right. can the couch be cleaned up can are there things I can take upstairs is there laundry that I can do and as a kid you used to say mom it doesn't mean I don't love you yeah okay but because that's and yes, that's your innocent childlike heart, which was beautiful as an adult, though, because that is my number one love language and I'm already so compounded with life. It did say to me, 
that I didn't feel appreciated. Yeah. I didn't feel loved. I certainly didn't feel honored because I was like, all I asked you to do was just put your dishes in the dishwasher. How many other parents can relate to this conversation? But I want to continue this conversation with our next podcast because I want to get into some heavy duty things about honoring your mother and father uh, in the area of sex with adult children who might still be living at home. Okay. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Yes, it's Allie. And Monty. Have a great weekend.